When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is a HeadGum Podcast. WHM Mailbag, everybody. I'm Andrew Jupin alongside, who we got here? Steven Sadak and Christopher Cabin. We're here to read some letters, but also we're here to talk some business. Oh, shit. So, Steve Sadak, this month in WHM. This month in WHM, you're a loyal WHM fan. You got all of your great uh, uh, worst of 2017 content, but you didn't get all of it because now we have a different Patreon tier, which is $5, yep. where you get a brand new episode that is a full episode, which this month we did on Bright, Oof. which is... I'm still Will, scarred. It's a problem. Will, <laughs> it's Will Smith, uh, uh, Joel, Joel Edgerton, Edgerton yeah. David Ayer, Max Landis, Numi uh, Rapace, Numi Rapace, and uh, uh, Edgar Ramirez having a great month in that fucking Versace show, which I love. Yeah. We watched the first episode. I'm down. He, I'm fucking he's fantastic sold. in it, too. He's great. He and then really the, the second Penelope Cruz opened her mouth, me and my wife at the same time were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fucking great. So there's that. Uh, that. That was the $5. We also released uh, the entire old, if you're looking for episodes 100 uh, and something through two. It's like 109 and back to two. Yes, uh, yeah. th- that's where those live and a really easy format to find them. Uh, big thanks to our, our WHM superfan, Drew Stewart, by the way, who helped uh, with some of the organizing. There's a spreadsheet. Marty, shut up! There's a spreadsheet that's, uh, you know, you can look through everything. It yeah. tells you when yeah. shit aired, like what it is. I mean, it's thorough. It's, it is thorough. Awesome. So, Drew uh, Stewart, thank you for that. We also have our $8 tier, which you can get the Nexus on, and you also get everything else under it. Uh, we did a fun episode on the Galileo 7, uh, which is like a, a Spock-centric episode. We're, right. We're having a lot of fun on that one. And we also did a Bobby's World Animation Damnation. Oof. So there's a ton of great WHM content. If you're on the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash WHM slash We Hate Movies. There it is. To find that stuff. Uh, and uh, for both the Nexus and uh, Animation Damnation, there's a ton of old content. There's yeah. days where the content on there, a fucking commentaries, a whole, a whole, a whole grab bag. So, and you know what, gang? By the way, commercial free. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and uh, just a little announcement. We are going to Austin, Texas with That's our good right. friends at HeadGum, specifically our good friends at Black Men Can't Jump, because we're doing a show on March the 10th at 7 p.m. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. With Black Men Can't Jump. It's going to be an awesome show. Those guys are hilarious. We're pretty good. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're also we're kind of okay. All right. We do what we can. Um, but it's rad, man. It's a whole HeadGum showcase the whole day. Uh, we're taking over... A a venue in Austin, the North Door. Uh, we're at 7. 9 p.m. is uh, our good friends Jake and Amir of If I Were You. And the dudes at Twinovation are doing a show. Uh, so go to headgum.com. Uh, click on their live tab. All the info is there. You do not want to miss this. We are hitting Austin hard. We're hitting the ground running the first time there. I, I feel like we're going to sell out really kind of quickish. So... Because people, yeah. people love us in Austin. People love Black Man Can't Jump in Austin. It's going to be a show that's going to go yeah. quick. So you want to get your tickets yeah. really soon. As Jeremy Irons' line would say, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, is that all the business? Oh, and uh, just a quick, uh, for February, we want your romance and relationship type emails for the next mailbag which yes. we are doing a mailbag with it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> if, they're, um, if they're movie centric all the better oh yeah sure sure yeah like a valentine's day date to the movies where i don't know you yeah. fucking shit your pants in the bathroom by accident Every, that seems like something we, a whm we, we, listener would do we absolutely love it when you shit in your pants do you, <laughs> you ever <laughs> that's the best laugh i, I just laughed and then hiccuped with this uh, seltzer the uh 
Uh, you ever watch uh, Hiroshima Monomore with your uh, with your lady there on Valentine's <laughs> night? I did. Holy <laughs> shit! It was like we like to watch romantic like Criterion movies, and I was like, just oh, because it's got a more in the title, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's like oh, we're just learning a lot oh, yeah. about Hiroshima. No, you should watch Amore for the next <laughs> yeah, round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, speaking of love, baby. And, uh, and speaking of movies that make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> Uh, fe- February on the uh, oh, that's right. The, on the, on the Patreon, Patreon, I almost forgot. We are um, going to be doing a, a a little movie called Man of Steel. Yeah, this quiet indie romance movie <laughs> called Man of Steel. It's about a guy from a foreign town. Yeah, he meets a girl. Amy Adams is in it. She's a tremendous. Oh uh, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, a powerful role. <laughs> Kevin Costner, better than he's been since Fandango, I'd say. Eating a hero cake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, that's that's our Patreon exclusive episode that you can only get on the five dollar tier. Enough business. Yes, let's get to some letter reading. Sure. Uh, and I feel like Steve Sadak start us off. Uh, critic opinions question mark dear dearest WHM fellas, my great aunt was film critic Judith Christ. Oh. Did, I say that? Did I say that correctly? Probably Judith Christ. That's yeah, sound, yeah, you got it. Right. Okay, uh, yeah. and I, I don't. Maybe it might be Christ. Maybe she's related to the Lord. Yeah, oh man, the possible. late great JC. <laughs> And I often think uh, to myself that you would really have loved your show. Well, that's nice to hear, especially your tenant. It's okay to like a movie. Uh, she gave a lot of things a chance that, that I think other people wouldn't. Uh, for example, in 2000, when a ton of critically acclaimed movies came out, she had Aaron Brockovich at the top of her year-end best list. I Wasn't wouldn't... Aaron Brockovich also critically acclaimed? Pretty, yeah, didn't it yeah. win her an Oscar? Julia yeah. Roberts won an Academy Award. And I think the Soderbergh was not, yeah, it's not that great of a movie. I, I, but you're, you're I love for, that movie. but uh, That's fair. We all have different opinions on we have movies. That's I remember there was there was a big tale on Entertainment Tonight about uh, how her breasts were large in that film. Oh, really? Oh, was was the, oh, yeah. Was it a push-up bra? Is that the idea? I mean, I don't know the movie magic behind it, man. But the point was, uh-huh. Entertainment Tonight decided to do a whole thing about it. It was like, hey, everybody, Julia Roberts has big boobs are, in this movie. Oh, are you sure this was a late-era hard copy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? One or the other. Uh, late-era hard copy turned into hardcore pornography so quickly I didn't even notice uh, we didn't always agree on movies she liked Sling Blade and we already we argued over that piece of crap movie for a long time that's a movie that's fine I don't know what I would think about it if I watched it today I'll never watch it again I, I watched it once you'd yes, be ditto. like this looks like shit <laughs> That's what I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> That's the way I had it figured, man. Good late period, good, uh, unfortunately late period, John Ritter in that movie. That's true. Um, oh, R.I.P.D. Uh, but from a young age, she gave me the appreciative, the appreciation for the art of criticism and for loving movies. Besides yourselves, fuck you, Chris Cabin. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have a favorite movie critic, past or present? What do you look for in movie opinions? Any funny critic-related stories? Uh, thanks for a bri- being a bright spot. Sarah from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Hmm. Nice. Um, past critics, I mean, the great Roger Ebert, sure. of course. Uh, Roger Ebert also took a lot of fucking flack, mm-hmm. just like uh, Judith Christ, apparently, for like giving movies a chance. Raj, like towards the end, there was like kind of the fan of the three star. Yeah, he got yeah. A little, he got a little soft in his old age, old age, which is fine. Totally, oh. totally fine. And I mean, he found like Ava DuVernay. I mean, he was he really bolstered her career early on. Sure. Uh, uh, so he was great. I like reading Tony Scott, A. O. Scott from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Manola Dark is also from the Times. Is someone I read a lot. There are two people who. Just in my in my day job of film exhibition, my boss and I immediately go to the Times. Just, we're in New York, obviously. Yeah. If they like, and this is a thing, man. Like people like to say sometimes that like critics don't have as much. Like critics don't have any power over like Marvel movies. Sure, but a critic will fucking kill or lift up like indie art house oh stuff absolutely sure. that's all absolutely they have true. so uh, you know I'll get my an email from my boss that's like did you fucking see what Manola did god damn you know what I'm <laughs> so it's like or like wow Manola great review in the yeah. times yeah. or whatever so for sure both of them um, and I read Chris Cabin he's a little bit contrarian I, I'm a little bit as <laughs> it's it the world's out. most contrarian <laughs> film no what are you like 10th on tenth? that list I think 10th I mean, out of the, all the fucking film critics dude a lot of a lot of my slant boys are on that list <laughs> Chris are you out. are you worried about um, um, you know, some maniac taking a <laughs> taking that list as a kill list. Like he's going to kill all of the. I, I mean, that'd be a. That'd be a great movie. I, I thought you were going to say, "Shoot me like Gianni Versace outside of my." 
my bungalow in Miami. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that Chris's Miami bungalow. What's the address again? <laughs> Chris is coming back from buying a bunch of magazines at a newsstand. 1611 No Way Street. Um, uh, I really like uh, Richard Brody for from The New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, I really like him. Jay Hoberman, he does mostly like DVD stuff for The Times now, I think. Yeah, uh, I really like. I read. I read all, most of his books. Jim um, Hoberman used to be uh, the big critic for the Village Voice, Voice and um, he was amazing yeah. uh, there. And um, I, what's another one? There should be another one, right? Uh, um, I I'm gonna uh, just name drop a little bit. Not uh-huh. really, but no, I I really like. Uh, Old AV people that I used to follow, uh, yes, such as uh, yes. Scott Tobias, uh, Noel Murray's fantastic, Keith yeah. Phipps, Keith Phipps, uh, our friend Nathan Rabin, who's done a bunch of uh, well, nice we, we, we've never met him in person yet, but one day that will happen. But Nathan Rabin, of course, yeah, I love who, reading. Who's writing on Nathan Rabin's happyplace.com, I believe that's. I hope I got that right. I think it's, I, but is it just NathanRabin.com? Yeah, Google that. Google Nathan Rabin, yeah. you'll find it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, Dave Sims, uh, we just did blank check with that guy. That guy's hilarious. Exactly. And by the way, Tasha just, Robinson as well. Tasha, Tasha Robinson. Robinson. Of course, just to clarify that, it is just NathanRabin.com. The oh, name good. of the website is Nathan Rabin's Happy Place. Got it. Um, but yeah, Keith Keith Phipps is at like Uproxx now. I yeah. always loved reading yeah. his stuff on the Dissolve. Because they, they, they just came about when I was the right age, and I just read the, ton, read, read the shit totally. out of them, and I wind up agreeing with those people a lot. Oh, oh, and the absolute best, Armin White. <laughs> <laughs> Big you know, fan. spoken Big. like a true contrarian. <laughs> exactly I, right. But you guys have... Any like, because uh, I know that uh, any like actual run-ins with film critics that are humorous, because I know that that's happened to you guys um, a bunch. I happened to me, uh, Jay, uh, Jim Hoberman, and me. Uh, I was at like it was just there was two people in the screening for uh, Andrew Bajalski's Beeswax. Yeah, that sounds like the right number for a Bajalski <laughs> press yeah, screening. It was, it was like nine thirty a.m. and it's just me. I walk in and there's only one other person, and I finally see it. It's Jay Hoberman, and I'm like, ah. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so I sat down and like the movie starts and like, this is a rarity. This almost never happens at film forum. The print broke. Yeah. They're, uh, they're so, pros down there. So that's rare. Um, so uh, like the, the, the rarity at film forum was not somebody dead in the front row. <laughs> wedged, wedged into the second row. <laughs> uh, barely get out of there. Tight seats as it turns out. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so Hoberman, like, so it just crashes since they're for like 20 minutes. It's me and Jim Hoberman and it's dead silent for eight minutes. And then all of a sudden from across the hall. <laughs> Hey, how are you doing? I'm Jim. <laughs> oh, that, uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Chris. Uh, I've told this story before, but I once played the film Stealth for Gene Shalit. Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah, the uh, greatest of all film critics. I mean, <laughs> well, certainly the most cartoonish of all film critics. Yes. Uh, and I, I projected the film. I've told this story before, but yeah. long story short, I, afterwards I said, Mr. Shalit, what did you think of the film? And without missing a beat, without uh, breaking stride on his way for the can, just shouted, it's got Oscar written all over it. Sarcastically, as he went and urinated. Um, I stalked Rex Reed for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Don't no. read Rex Reed. <laughs> no, Did no. you send like parts of your skin to oh, him? Oh yeah, to, yeah. To I took to his dog. To I get killed him. his yeah. dog. I mean, like it didn't work out. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Some film critics we like reading, and some we've met. There Pauline Kale once kicked me in the head. <laughs> Pauline Kale. She was long dead before you were on the scene. Also, uh, read old reviews from Janet Maslin. Janet Maslin, longtime critic, uh, chief film critic for the New York Times, wrote like the first great review for Stop Making Sense. Oh, cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Dudes and ladies in the world of yeah. film criticism, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, Chris Cabin, next email. Here right. we go. <clears throat> Constantine was my first R-rated movie. Making me feel pretty old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, That's going to keep happening. (laughs) So they say. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Uh, The increased frequency of Donald Trump impressions in particular has really increased my quality of life. You're welcome. Oh, oh dear. It helped me get through the shithole that was 2017. I know we all like to pat ourselves on the back for getting through 2017. 2018 ain't looking great. Yeah, we're off to a rocky start. I don't think that it's probably all going (laughs) to end, actually, folks. Well, the good news is the show's staying on the air. There you go. (laughs) Write it out. Um, Podcasts are illegal. Yeah. (laughs) They're all going to be round up and shot. And just we just need to get like a pirate ship and do it from the international oh, waters. Oh shit! Pirate podcast. What if we went to the pirate bay? 
<laughs> or mega upload. Imagine that if it was like an mega island. It's like upload. an island like where Sk- Skywalker is. <laughs> oh and that's God. the pirate bay. <laughs> where all these hackers and torrenters are. All right. Mm-hmm. I have pretty much no good movie-related stories, but when the Constantine episode was released, the memories of this one came flooding back. I grew up Mormon. Whoops. Oh, boy. And as noted, Mormon lover Steve, but possibly not Andrew, Chris, or Eric knows, Mormons are not allowed to watch R-rated movies. Wow. So back in the day, John Smith had the foresight to be like, all right, eventually someday there's going to be a bullshit organization that gives ratings to things called movies. Yes. Well, not John Smith. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I thought that's what was what Joseph was, Smith. Oh, Joseph Smith. Joseph excuse Smith. me. Mm-hmm. What was John Smith? Oh, uh, he was uh, what's his face? Pocahontas. He's yeah, Pocahontas' his boyfriend. I'll stop ruining this. Continue. Jo- well, I mean, Joseph Pocahontas Smith. Pocahontas' boyfriend. <laughs> Joseph Smith clearly didn't like Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Although I heard a lot of a lot growing up that it was okay if. It was due to violence, but not sex. Well, that's figure. that's all of America. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's just all. not relegated yeah, to the Mormon. That's yeah. TV as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I got invited to a sleepover by a girl I didn't know very well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else about the party except this girl announcing that she had just gotten and wanted to watch Constantine. Are we talking on the boot? Uh, like that seems pretty sinful for a Mormon to get a movie on the boot. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's probably. I imagine it's you know just a DVD blockbuster situation. This little bootlegger went to hell. Well, Con- <laughs> Constantine two thousand three. Did she maybe get Netflix mail? It could have been. Oh. Yeah, she could be getting some mail. By the way, I started doing discs by mail Me too. again. It's great. It's, it's I don't know to... what I was thinking. <laughs> the selection is so much better than it, streaming. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> I, being the good Mormon young woman I was at the time, of course asked to look at the box to see the rating. <laughs> when I saw that it was rated R, I vehemently uh, fought against watching it, but was shot down by this girl and her friends. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's her fucking sleepover. Dick in the mud. Like, oh, and also, like, you know, they're like, oh, the Mormon girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's not yeah. right. You shouldn't be saying that, but that's what they did. Oh, uh, we won. Oh, was she saying she was the only Mormon in the room? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess it maybe, seems she's, that way. maybe she's the only good Mormon. The only one who's oh. like the bad Mormon. And they, <laughs> oh, I mean, coming this fall. She probably already had a sip of Dr. Pepper, so she already knows where <laughs> she she's fucked. going. Danielle steals the bad Mormon. That's sensual. The phrase, don't be such a baby, was definitely oh, uttered. That's, you know what? Sleepovers are fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. I stared at my lap during the whole movie. Oh. But it just seemed so exciting. I kept moving Your my eyes. Your lap or the move? <laughs> well, I mean, the PJs might be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I kept moving my eyes to look up at the screen with my head still bowed down or literally watching the movie through my fingers. (laughs) Wow. As a result, I remember pretty much nothing about the movie, and the live episode literally did not ring any bells at all. I was waiting for you guys to talk about how the final confrontation took place in a gas station, but I guess I imagined that. (laughs) There's the confrontation outside that gas station where he gets attacked by that bug crab thing. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where she thought the movie ended. No. But you know what? Just to clear our record, we fucking talked about it. We did. We sure did. <laughs> uh, uh, I was mortified after, feeling dirty, and hid that I had ever watched it from my parents for years. Now I'm not a Mormon anymore and find right. the whole thing laughable. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Thanks for all the last guys. Hope you all have a great 2018. We're doing our best. Uh, Nicole from DC. Nicole from that DC. Was. Yeah, yeah uh, I I was a noted coward for a really long time <laughs> with movies, and I could not watch horror movies. And I remember I had this trick that I would do, which is focus on a different part of the screen or a different part of the room that I was in. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. But in the general direction of the television, exactly. Yeah. So oh. like in these kinds of situations, like oh cool, let's watch this movie. Like oh yeah, sure, I'll be. I remember even like because I, I I had a I had a big clown thing. I still have a bit of a clown thing. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't watch that 1989 Batman movie for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, you know what I was like, I, that was one of the first movies I saw in theater. I, I covered my eyes during it. I remember in school they're like. We're watching Batman today because it was like the end of the year. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get outed. <laughs> so that's when I developed it. I think I was actually look as a Catholic school. 
I focused on the cross every time uh, oh. the Joker was on screen. Well, that is something, man. Mm-hmm. Paul Schrader would love to hear that story. <laughs> what did you do uh, when they showed Killer Clowns from Outer Space in school? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. looked at Dean Wormer the whole time. Yeah, Were you I mean, looking at the Bible? Tim Burton's an 89 Batman in a Catholic school. Like, you know, That's like, a real problem. It's a yeah, bit of a problem. a problem. For a second grade, I think it was. I was like, I don't know if I could handle this. <laughs> Um, and then uh, also when I saw Event Horizon, I was like, I thought I was able to do it, and I was not able to do it. That was me really looking at the exit sign the entire time. Oh, you were in the movie. theater. I was in the theater. Because my buddy was like, hey, man, we're 13. Let's go see Event Horizon. It's like, what about that fun comedy across the way? <laughs> uh, yeah, one time I had a sleepover. It wasn't a horror it's movie. It's all that don't be a baby. The yeah. No, that's that's that, that's. That is the nuclear insult until you're about 16 years old. Totally. Somebody saying, oh, don't be a baby. You do not want to be a baby. No, <laughs> you don't. Nobody wants to be a baby. And I was calling this whole sleepover babies because <laughs> this one sleepover I was at, and this was like maybe first grade, they were like, oh, let's all watch All Dogs Go to Heaven. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, it's for babies. I'm not a baby. Yeah. And they were like, yay. And I was like, this fucking stinks. <laughs> Later, that very same sleepover. Pornography? Some, no, but somebody hucked a fucking Alf doll across the room. Uh-huh. And it hit this kid in the face. And his nose started bleeding. What? And he went home. Because nice. it was an ALF stuffed animal, but the schnoz was oh, plastic. Yeah. Oh, that, you got to look out for those plastic bits. Yeah, dude. And this kid got fucking Bombed right in the face. And like what the funeral was two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, his nose went up into his brain and killed him. I like accidentally corrupted a friend of mine. That sounds about right. Um, (laughs) That sounds exactly right. I unknowingly, this kid, his mother, who didn't have like a religious affiliation, she just had this weird fucking code in her head of what movies were dirty or not. And that was the word she used. Dirty. That's oh, a dirty weird, that's movies, a weird one. Man. Really problematic. Guess what? So she's not home. I'm over at his house. We're hanging out. It's like a Saturday. And like uh I brought over my DVD or my VHS of the Sandlot. Sure. Oh, and, come on. And we're like, I'm not kidding you, 40 minutes in. Uh-huh. She walks in with groceries. Watches like one minute. Was it with the lifeguard? It was with the lifeguard. Oh, of course. That's of a course. Problem. This and was my parents' MO, man. They always walked in at the, the sexy parts. The worst time. And she, <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, no. And like literally dropped her groceries to turn it off. <laughs> Just pulled the VCR right out of the wall and threw it out the window. Just a big eject. And then like, you know, what happened to my tape didn't matter to her. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Did you get asked to leave? Uh, no, she's like, oh, you should know better. That was oh, that's, yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. That's stupid. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Mailbag question. Hey, gang. I recently went to a midnight showing of Die Hard. It was amazing to see it on the big screen for the first time, with the exception of an overly talkative and interactive audience. I know that certain movies like Rocky Horror Picture Show and The Room encourage this, but is this appropriate movie viewing behavior for a movie like Die Hard? People were finishing movie lines and commenting on everything. I get it. It was the 1980s, and you could smoke in an airport. God God bless those times. Uh, (laughs) I don't need smarmy hipsters to point that out to me. One guy next to me was openly and carelessly texting on his phone. Oh, that's a nuclear problem. Uh, I didn't know if I was in the wrong, and this is acceptable or not, but I gave out my fair share of head turns and dirty looks. Eventually, I ended up moving to the back of the theater where I couldn't hear every comment made. There was still a low murmur throughout the entire movie. Am I in the wrong on this one? Thank you for all the good times. Corey R. It's, it's a tough one. Uh, I, I, I firmly say pretty much no, but the thing is it's a midnight screening. That's, That's what I was going to say. That's the variable here. The midnight screening. Look, a retro man. is a retro. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? If, if, if we're showing yeah. Die Hard at 7 p.m., it's after dinner, whatever. Exactly. This is like... This is when the fucking goblins come out. I feel like yeah. it's one of the reasons I don't go to midnight screen. I anymore. don't. I have not in years. And I, it, yeah, it's because that encourages that. And this is also interesting, though, because it sort of marks like a changing in diehard, like in our culture. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. I guess diehard is a thing now that we can just do that with. Like, I'm sure, sure they went ape shit over Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Sure. We all were having a laugh at I got a machine gun now, ho, yeah. ho, ho. What about I killed a kid? Oh, just monstrous applause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I killed a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he said it. 
He had a ray gun. At the screen or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's tough. I feel like the problem is it's a midnight movie. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the time. That's when you let those people would... be goblins. Although I will say... Uh, in defense of what was going on here, midnight movie or no, fucking put that phone away. Fuck you. Yeah, you yeah can't, that's, that's 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 a problem. I saw, and I've never done this before, and I will never do it again. Uh, I did have a good time. Uh, it was a we, snuff film. It was a snuff film. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I did uh, Rocky Horror. Uh, it was live. It was on Halloween. It was on Halloween. It was literally up the street. Uh-huh. My fiance is like, "Oh, it's it's in a graveyard. It's kind of cool. Like, you want to go see this thing?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I didn't realize it was like a Rocky Horror thing. Like, I thought it was like that's the gonna- only way that movie's shown, yeah. dude. And it's where where we have actors in the front of the yep. screen, and we're just and like. The, but the weird thing is like everything has its joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like the known joke where everyone is saying it at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're just having a good time riffing on a movie or whatever. It's like this, that, and the other thing. And I found it oddly homophobic the entire time as well. What? Well, really? Just, yeah, well, the, the F word was used a couple of times. Like, it's like, eh, yeah. no. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, Rocky Horror isn't a movie that I would call homophobic. No, the movie wasn't. The, 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 the oh, thing the, the performance. Oh. The, the, like, every time, like, Tim uh, Curry would come on screen, like, yeah, that's a, you know what I mean? Like, that's weird. You know it what? was an odd was one. Was that a that's Jersey really version strange. of it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I It might have been the Jersey dialect. It got a little heavy. Well, it's weird because I'll tell you one time, my sister was in a production of Rocky Horror. Uh, so uh, she, while it was going on or like a, a production no, in of the, the, no, the, the stage the, yeah. show. Oh, okay, good. In the actual musical. Uh, also, it is the most uncomfortable I've ever seen my father, which was <laughs> just about as entertaining, if not greater, than the actual It was like just watching him getting redder and redder kind of a situation? Yeah, and my sister was running around in her bra. Sure. And, you know, it was just fucking hysterical. As was the style at the time. <laughs> but, so they're doing all the, call, like, they encouraged the call-outs, right? Yes. Like, somebody came out beforehand and was like, do the thing. Yeah. But there was a guy, front row, May as well have had a, this is my thousandth time seeing this oh, kind of thing. Oh, Lord. This motherfucker inserting, like, extra things on top of the things that were already uh, inserting. Yeah. So everyone's, you know, I, and I wasn't familiar with any of the call-outs, but yes. a lot of people in the audience were, so they were doing the thing. Yeah. And then this guy, pinching for time, as he was, <laughs> is like... Rush saying other things to fit them in between the things that people are already saying. So, you know, someone's like, ba ba ba. And then this guy, knowing that there's a second ba 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 coming up in a couple seconds, yeah. is like, ba 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 ba. Yeah, oh, there was a couple of that going on too. Like, and there was, like, there was some the people. What the fuck are you doing? Hang some up people, on him. <laughs> some yeah, people dude, had that different was a, script. And I the, wanted to flush this guy down the toilet. And to be fair, like, I like Rocky Horror as a movie. I was like, can't we just watch the movie? That's the way I Who feel. Who wants to watch the movie? I love the music in that. I think that movie is so funny. Fucking Meatloaf is outstanding in that Tim movie. Tim Curry's fantastic. Tim Curry, of course, really good. You know, Barry Bassett, Susan Sarandon. Great. All great. Can't that just be it? Because it should just be a sing-along. If we're going to really do it, just do a sing-along of the songs, not the dialogue. That's kind of what I thought it was. That's what I was like. All these years of like, oh, the Rocky Horror thing. I was like, oh, I'll go there and I'll sing along to the song. Yeah, no, we're fucking throwing bread at the screen. And and that all has its place. And it's a cult thing. But I just wish there were some screenings where it was like, hey, curmudgeons only. Yes, exactly. <laughs> People who just, don't like fun. Well, let me just watch the movie. I'm sure once every three years it shows at Film Forum, they don't let any of that shit happen. Yeah, that's a good Forum. point. Unless you have a piano and you're fucking <laughs> doing a score to Broken Blossoms. But I also, but to your point, I do think that that would be a great thing to have is a like, uh, 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 like an orange, like it's an orange movie you call it, and everyone who comes to the orange screening knows to be the fuck quiet. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah. even for like Die Hard or any midnight movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and actually every every week I'm totally uh, at the IFC Center. They have really cool I- midnight movies, and I don't know that they're at midnight until I see it. It's like oh cool they're playing. Ro- oh at fucking midnight. Well that I don't go. That's you know what the I mean? thing. Like, it's like oh I I think that was the last time I went. Went to one was me and a buddy went to the IFC and saw a midnight screening of They Live, uh-huh. and it was problematic because yeah. I just want to watch this amazing movie. Sure, and it was just like 
Everybody was way too into it. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to... Where's my orange screen? But I, I, <laughs> I need an orange screen. I'm telling you, but that's just how it's going to be with it. Like, you need... It, it's also the movie itself. Like, I went to... The last midnight screening I went to was... Um, uh, the Exorcist. Yeah, I did. And that. you're not gonna get any hooting and hollering at that because oh like, no, it, nobody woohooed when she pees on the floor. No, no vomit. Whoops. So that movie is too terrifying. Like literally, once yeah. that movie starts, like I am fucking terrified. Yeah. Um. So okay. it's tough. The midnight movie thing is tough. Mm-hmm. I will say to our thing about like seeing stuff that's not at midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went and saw a screening of MacGruber. Uh, at Brooklyn Alamo that started at like 9.30, nobody said shit. Everybody just laughed their ass yeah. off that whole time. Well, it's Alamo. You'll get shot in the head. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, Christmas Nazi Panic or as uh, Christmas Nazi Panic. <laughs> Troma's Christmas Nazi or Panic. Or as most families know now, just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Babe. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I wanted to write about the most afraid I've ever been during a movie. Whoa. In December 2015, my wife and I were in Germany for our honeymoon, which happened to coincide with the release of The Force Awakens. Uh, I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Who isn't? Uh, and what do you want a prize? No, no everybody did. <laughs> and because my wife is awesome, she had called ahead and reserved tickets for an English language only screening at midnight. Oh, you, you know, uh, watch the, out. Getting those up tempo numbers, man. Uh, <laughs> around the middle of the film, I, I'm enraptured. The right way to watch that movie. On comes the scene where General Hux makes his big speech in front of the First Order troops, and I notice. It's got strong Nazi overtones and, as Andrew Jupin would say, indertones. Um, <laughs> then I mentioned, then I remembered I was in Germany and I wondered what the German audience was thinking. Right as I, ha- I have this thought, the scene reaches its climax and the movie just stops. Uh oh. The house lights come up and people are leaving the theater and I start to panic. Rally out front, guys! <laughs> They reminded us of it. Uh, fortunately, a kindly old couple behind us notices, noticed our confusion and explained that there's normally an intermission. Uh, when I asked people if they would get, when I asked if people would get upset about the Nazi stuff, he, the woman answered, "Of course not. It's just a movie." It's a perfectly rational thing to say. Uh, is there a time when a movie causes you to panic or otherwise be upset? Uh, love this show, and I can't wait for the chance to see you guys in Austin. Hey, listen to the beginning of the episode. You'll find out. Uh, may the force and not the Nazis be with you, James. This is exactly how I saw uh, The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, right. I was Germany in Germany at the, at the time, and I went to a midnight screen. So I guess that was the last midnight screening I've been to, really. <laughs> Did they have the walkout? No, thing? they didn't have an intermission. Like it was That's just, interesting. It, it was just at the. Uh, I was in Nuremberg. I don't know. Maybe oh, if you're in extra, Berlin. It's, oh, it's more of a Berlin yeah, thing, I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it was fine. I didn't think about the Nazis that often. I don't know. I feel like in you know you you were in Germany for pretty much a whole year. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be just like, is that guy a Nazi? Is that what was that Nazi? No, I, I, I'm foolish. You know, but <laughs> that's ridiculous. I, it's an, it's a silly that, idea. That's first day syndrome, Steve. <laughs> first day you wonder about some Nazis. Then yeah, okay, you, then okay. You, you, get, you, get you have a better Nazi. chance of running into that in this fucking yep, country that's true. now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know. I will admit that uh, going to see uh, Dark Knight Rises after all of that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Aurora oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was freaky. That was a bit weird. Like, we saw it together. We were, you know. Oh, um, right, yeah. You know, just being in a, a crowded theater in Manhattan, it was like, mm, what's going to happen? Yeah, what are we doing? Uh, I will recall one ridiculous instance of uh, when Passion of the Christ came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. We went to see it. And I remember it was weird, but we're in this movie. It's like fucking Jesus torture porn. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like every time something bad happened to Jesus, there was a thunderous noise coming from the ceiling of the theater. Oh, really? It was just the air conditioning unit. <laughs> but the timing of this busted AC was like yeah. every time Caviezel's getting the Cat nine tails, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I was like, the Lord is mad through the air conditioner. <laughs> I think the Lord is over Jesus at this point. You know what I mean? It's been a... <laughs> It's been a couple thousand years. Sure. There's been a lot more atrocities that the Lord can get worked up over. <laughs> that's true. And also, he kind of engineered the whole thing. Yeah, that's the thing that That they was never... his plan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're it's right. on him. <laughs> <laughs> he put the kibosh on the whole thing. He could have stopped it. They say he could stop it any time he wants. That's right. Oh, yeah, he had his points, though. He did. I mean, look, look, yeah. Point exactly. to make. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. 
An evening. Jesus. An evening with Damien Lee. Who the hell is Just an evening? I gotta do it. <laughs> He's the director of Abraxas, Guardian oh, of the Oh, okay. Yeah. So that oh boy. Um hey guys. My name is Tyler, and I'm from the home of Johnny Mnemonic, Toronto. Great town. Johnny Mnemonic. That's a town in Toronto, Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, Toronto. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a nice area. Um, I've been a fan since Copycat, Whoa, that's a uh, but only now have I had cause to reach out. Ooh. This past week, I had the privilege of seeing Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, in quote-unquote beautiful 35 <laughs> millimeter. Yeah, I bet that was a bit banged up. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, or at least it was as beautiful as a copy of Abraxas could be after seeing in a random closet four years unaccounted for at, I believe, it ended up T-I-O. Toronto International Film Festival headquarters. Yeah, so TIFF has, uh, they do the festival, obviously, but also there's a massive uh, movie theater there. Yeah. Um, this is big film center, tons of stuff in it, but they have like five theaters. They screen stuff year round. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't it kind of like facets? They get like a lot of weird, like random stuff too, right? Um, yeah, their, their programming is pretty diverse. I don't follow it okay. closely, but yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff come through. Um, the story of finding it was long and complicated. They usually are. Anyhow, the real reason that I'm writing is that Damien Lee, the director, was in attendance and shared some things during the Q&A that I think you'd Ooh. find interesting. Ooh, a report from the field. <laughs> um, unlike Steve, he has read a fucking comic book. Fucking somebody should. Finally. He was very up in front and honest about taking inspiration from the new gods and even gave a quick explanation of mother boxes and dark side and the anti-life equation. <laughs> so we all knew what he was talking about. Also, he consistently ref- uh, referred to Jack Kirby as the king. How fucking dare you? I'm the king of comic books around here. Damien, you sued. <laughs> um, Belushi was around because he'd been romantically involved with the female lead. That poor woman. Yeah, that's uh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's like li- listening about the War of the Roses. Uh, when Lee approached him to ask about doing a cameo, Belushi agreed to be in the movie, but only if he had total control oh, over every aspect of the hell. character. Are you surprised at all, anybody? No, I'm not. I mean, and of course, we, we can't confirm nor deny any of these are real things, right, but that's yeah. what we're just reading. Par for the course, though. <laughs> Jim's taking care of business. I think that uh, my character would be eating a sausage sandwich. <laughs> uh, he'd be eating it here, here, <laughs> here, and here. You know, I tried I tried to get it into uh, Twin Peaks, and David said no about the sausage <laughs> sandwiches. It was really interesting. I just imagine him at MoMA now, like they're going to oh, show... All Twin Peaks at once yep. at this 18-hour wonderful thing. And then this fucking like culture critic has to talk to Belushi <laughs> about what he got to eat or not on fucking set. I'd sit through that Q&A. Uh, absolutely. Oh, Very boy. curious. Oh, David's just a great... He's a genius. <laughs> Wasn't just donuts and pie and coffee, man. We did get all sorts of... Beef steaks and pizzas. <laughs> and get, you know what? Big venison chili fan, it turns out. <laughs> um, that's why he's playing Principal Rick Latimer again. That was all from his from his film, The Principal. From the Principal, see episode like eight of this show. Oh, and also see the episode on Abraxas. Well, would you explain what the conversation is? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's Rick Latimer. Come on, yeah, it's really good. Pardon me. that was all Belushi's idea, of course. And as a young director, Lee said, okay, so he could cast a big actor. You got Jesse the Body Ventura. What else do you need? That's actor? the biggest actor. <laughs> big you got Jesse the Body Ventura. What else do you, you need? That's Sven big Ol- performer. Sven Ol Thorsen. That man's an actor. Okay, yeah, he's yeah, a true thespian. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Lee described Jesse Ventura as delicate. <laughs> And said he'd stop a take because his socks were getting wet. Oh, man, my feetsies are getting cold. Hold on. We're going to... Nope, nope. We're going to have to shut down for the day. I got a wedgie. <laughs> you know what? I'm not I'm not feeling this scene. Hey, Dame. Uh, Dame, guess what, man? Uh, Bubba, these socks are soaked. And I'm really <laughs> prone to athlete's foot. Uh, this is going to be bad. You know, either we stop right now or you're shut down for six weeks, buddy. Hey, Damien, uh, I was just in the uh, in the shitter there and I was uh, taking a piss. And when I put my dick back, I peed a little in my boxers. <laughs> We're going to have to call the day. Oh, that'll cancel oh, a day of shooting. Also, get used to that one, bud. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Okay. Lee also said that, like most action movie uh, sets, it was a high testosterone environment and that Thorsten would frequently bully Jesse. <laughs> oh, man. Sven's giving me shit again today. Hey, right. Jesse, give me your milk money. Give I don't me, hate that guy. Give you me your per diem, Jesse. You can't do that. <laughs> you, you're not allowed to do that, Sven. You're a big baby. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, hey, I'm not, Sven. Hey, Jesse, I have your nose. <laughs> give it, give, give it I'm back. I'm going Sven. to eat it. Be- no, Sven, <laughs> give it back. <laughs> Damien, Sven all ate my nose. I'm going to tell Mr. Schwarzenegger you did that to me. <laughs> oh, please, me and Arnold live together practically. We're good friends. He thinks you're a baby, too. I am friends with Arnie, too, all right? <laughs> We're better friends. Do you see that he gave me a boat for Christmas? <laughs> this is my Arnold boat. <laughs> you you weren't you weren't in Predator. I was I was the Predator. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, allegedly Jesse had to be bullied into doing the shirtless scene because he was too self conscious oh, about being all doughy. You know poor what? Guy. Dame, dame. First of all, I'm going to tell you something in confidence. Please never say it in a room full of 50 people. Oh, I am very ner- upset about my doingness right now. Also, the Padawan rat tail was Jesse's idea. It's, it's Well, because you know what? You don't want to cut it. You don't want to cover it up. It's been all this emotional abuse from Sven. It's just It's been leading to a lot of stress eating, pal. <laughs> Oh, there's still more here. Oh, there Jesus. is. There's a lot of yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. There's only so many fritters you can eat in a morning. <laughs> uh, they caused, uh, number four, they caused so much damage to Thornbury, Ontario, that the town vowed to never host a production <laughs> again. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, we raised that town to ruin. <laughs> uh, five, it actually had a limited theatrical release and was, in fact, partially funded by Cineplex Odeon. There you go. Uh, anyhow, that about does it, I think. I know it's not the usual setup for a question, but I figured you'd have a lot to talk about regardless. Thanks for the years of entertainment and introducing me to Abraxas in the first place. Tyler, P.S. I'd originally posted this to the subreddit, but those fine people convinced me to send it in, so I'd like to give them a bit of a shout-out. We got a good group on that sub, barely any weirdos. Nice, barely any. That's, That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, reddit.com slash uh, r slash we hate movies. Yeah, something like that. You, something like that. We got You'll a subreddit. Find You'll yeah, find it. Yeah. If you want to, you should. <laughs> yeah. You'll find it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, all right. So let's, let's keep the ball rolling. Okay. Um, ghost riding. Uh, hey, WHM gang, been listening to the show since Halloween 3, and yes, it took me this long to send an email in. That's okay. First time, long time. Uh, so, back in the wonderful year of our Lord, 2007, a great year that it was, uh, I saw the last showing of the night for the hit Marvel film Ghost Rider. I would say hit Marvel film. Yeah, hit? <laughs> hit? Uh, about halfway through the film, I noticed a dude kind of getting up and walking around. Like he was uh, going to the bathroom, uh, like he was doing the bathroom pace we all know so well. Oh, I know that game. Yeah, you don't want to miss the movie, but you're just going to get up and kind of shake around the theater a little bit, <laughs> see if it goes away. Walking on the heels of your feet, like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, ten minutes later, the movement stopped, and the house reeked of the smell of disgusting old cold cuts. Oh, oh, oh. oh fucking shit. Five minutes later, the house lights went up, and the manager explained that the film was canceled that night. <laughs> And refunds would be issued. As we all walked towards the exit, we were witness to a dude passed out in a pile of vomit. Jeez, us. Now, here's the best part. I worked at that theater at the time as a projectionist. So I came in the next morning, and the overnight cleaning crew didn't clean it. Sons of bitches. They just used a leaf blower on the vomit, spreading and cooking it to the floor. What are we talking about? Fire these people. Wet dry vac. That's why it's there. Uh, It was everywhere. Like some Kurosawa-esque arterial spray, but with liquefied apps and $5 beer buckets from the Applebee's. Surprisingly, vomit is fairly common at the theater. Any lovely stories? Thanks for the laughs, gang. Brian. Oh, yeah. I got plenty of those fucking Vomit, things. Why man. don't they... Didn't we just have the fucking chemical shake that clumped it together? Yes. You had a thing where if someone puked, there was, of course, carpeting everywhere in these multiplex oh, hallways. You sprayed a thing on it, and it basically turned it into the consistency of, like, sawdust. Interesting. And then you could just sweep it up. Yeah. 
So that was that for what a genius know. that invented that. I know. Uh, I recall one time um, working sort of like a late shift projectionist situation. Uh, my brother and two of his friends came into the theater to see something. Uh-huh. And I'm like setting him up with tickets or whatever. I think one of the friends was actually a buddy of his at the time who worked there. So maybe I wasn't getting them the free tickets. Anyway, one of the kids, they, they were they were like early high school at this point. What, what kind of movie were we talking here? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, well, I also don't remember what it was because they didn't even get that far. Oh, interesting. They'd been drinking the uh, entire night. Yeah. And we're talking like they're in like, Ninth, tenth grade, something yeah. like that. The one kid is lit. He's fucking. You look. You take one look at somebody, and you're yeah. like, they're already blacked out. <laughs> yes. Like you're I not could, gonna remember a second. I then. could give this kid my fucking banking information, and it will not matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this kid's lit, and he decides he's gonna go. He's gonna throw up. Uh huh. And the closest bathroom is the women's bathroom. So you've got this, like, 15, 16-year-old kid puking his guts out on the fucking floor of this lady's bathroom, man. And it was wretched. I had nothing to do with that cleanup op. We made them handle it, I think, is the memory. Oh, nice. Uh, Because the manager came out, was, like, flipping out. And I was like, no, it's this kid who works here. That's my brother, and that's their buddy that did it. It was like, clean it up, guys. Wow, you just sold them all out, huh? Oh, well, it, there was no way around it. Everybody <laughs> witnessed what happened. So I forget. I think this was an evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, like, I think. Oh, joint. Yeah. An uh, Ivan Reitman film. Oh, God. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Sure um, is. That's why I saw it in the theater. I got tricked. So I was uh, with my cousin at the time, and we were just hanging out. We were watching the movie. Are you no longer cousins? It was just your, co- <laughs> your cousin at the time. My cousin at the time. We are now ex-cousins. Um <laughs> A lot, uh, lot of lawyers got involved oh, yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah, um, separating that. So uh, we're watching a movie, and like maybe like three rows up, I keep on yeah. seeing this kid, and like his mother keeps on handing him uh, a, one of those old like big popcorn uh, buckets. Buckets, yeah. And like he keeps on like just putting his head down in <sighs> it, and I think he's just like picking up a piece of popcorn with his mouth and doing like the thing. <laughs> oh, like, that's how I do it. Something like that. <laughs> Stick your face in it like a horse. (laughs) So uh, towards the end of the movie, I have to run out because I have to piss. And um, she's still in. She's like, I'll I'll just wait for you here. I come back. Almost the whole thing is cleared out except for my cousin and a couple other stragglers. Uh, And I look down. I see the thing. And they left it. The thing was full of vomit. The kid was vomiting throughout the movie. And they didn't want to move. Wait, what, what was the movie? Evolution. Evolution. Oh, yeah, leave. Just go. <laughs> yeah, leave. Leave You're that sick. theater. Get, go, get to bed, mister. Jesus Put Christ. Put your PJs on. Jesus Christ. Orlando Jones doesn't need the money that well, maybe. No. I mean, he's already got your money. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. Well, we paid for the movie. Yeah, but like you just leave. They give you a comp ticket to come back another time. No. Jesus Christ. That's savage. Making that <laughs> child sit through that movie. Maybe that's why the kid kept throwing up. He's like, I thought this was supposed to be fucking funny. <laughs> Julian Moore could do better than this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just kind of like Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ugh. <sighs> It's just like Ghostbusters. I'd even it's take a like junior at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's almost. It's it's also exactly like Men in Black. David Duchovny. Television. David Duchovny can't hold a movie together. <laughs> David Duchovny left the Xbox with his ass. And so, uh, yeah, people throw up yeah, at the yeah, movies. Yeah, all yeah. Yeah. you'll get it. Uh, Love it. Last one of the month. Take us out, Steve Sadak. Double date from hell. Rut-row. Hey, gang. Today, I'm going to share the tragic story of the most awkward double date of my life. In parentheses, so far. Oh, man. Still on the scene. (laughs) Exactly, man. Uh, It was my sophomore year of college, and my roommate's girlfriend at the time was always trying to set me up with her friends. That's obnoxious. You're not on a sitcom. Stop it. Also, you're in college. Everyone's everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now... (laughs) Everyone is everywhere. No, exactly. You're you're interacting with ladies all the time. Yeah. Or gentlemen. I don't know what the deal is. Um, This is not too detailed here. uh, They were all big into scary movies, so we were going to see a double date of the newly re-released Carrie. Now, this is my question. Is it re-released or a remake? 
I think he means to say the remake. Got it. With yes. Julianne yes. Moore. Yes. Like yes. Because I don't know if there was a big re-release of Carrie. I don't remember there being, unless like he's talking about like a little theater that Like a little retro yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I guess it could be either way. I just read it as it was the I remake. don't remember a restoration or anything no. like that. Also, that remake of Carrie, not that bad. Not bad. I never saw it. Yeah. I mean, Julianne Moore is great. You know, uh, what was it? Chloe Grace Moritz. Chloe yeah, Grace she's good. Moritz. She's pretty good. Uh now is probably a good time to mention that I have a problem with getting lightheaded and in some cases passing out watching prolonged scenes of torture. I wonder what the first time <laughs> was that this fella cracked the nut that that happened to him. He, what were you watching when you were like, oh, it's a thing, Was man. it hostile? It could have been hostile. Siriana? Was it farther back? Syriana. <laughs> wow. No, thank- that's just called going to sleep. C- congratulations on being the first person to mention Syriana in 10 years. Do you remember? That got fucking George Clooney an Oscar. Yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> fucking man. whatever. I am making my way through ER, and I am loving it. Really? Yeah. Nice. I've still never seen an episode. It's a good one. It's a, I haven't it's, been it's, back. It's totally regular television. If you're like, oh, man, I don't know. I just want like something that's totally regular right now. Put on ER. Oh, nice. is it like West Wing? Like yeah, premium yes. crackers. Exa- exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot like West Wing, actually. It's a lot of walking and talking. We're almost always talking about the job. And right. you're just like, oh, wash over me. Fucking kind of. Kind of intense, but also incredibly boring television. <laughs> it's a good, like, making dinner show. Exactly. Nice. Um, the worst case of, until this uh, was when I ate shit trying to get up to leave the Prometheus surgery scene. Ugh. Oh, I just yeah, rewatched that's... that. That's a tough one. Uh, I woke up to some very concerned moviegoers being reassured to my friends, being reassured by my friends that it's fine. He does this all the time. <laughs> Uh, despite this, my stupid ass was too proud and dis- and agreed to go anyway. Not ten minutes in, during the opening birth scene, which I think this is probably now, it's definitely the remake. That sounds yeah. Like I don't remember. Okay. Birth, yeah, during the opening birth scene, I knew I was fucked. I was trying to fight it, but I uh, it looked like a losing battle. Ugh. I leaned over to my roommate, who was aware of my condition, and I said, "Dude, it's not looking good. <laughs> if I'm pa- if I pass out, I'm just gonna fall towards you. Just play it off, and I'll wake up, and we'll be good." Ooh. Uh, about 15 minutes of hell hadn't. After about 15 minutes of hell, I hadn't passed out, but I needed to get some air. So my roommate... Cohagen! <laughs> Sorry. Give this man some air! <laughs> my roommate had to escort me down the stairs so I didn't prome- repeat the Prometheus incident. Ugh. Then I came back to finish the movie. Needless to say, that was the last date I had with her, but unfortunately not the last time something like this has happened to me in the theater. I assume you all have never had this happen to yourselves, but have you ever been in one of those concerned moviegoers I mentioned earlier who have witnessed something like this? Thanks for keeping my hour commute entertaining, Jonathan from Houston, or should I say Houston, as I was drunkly corrected by a guy while referring to Houston Street in Manhattan a few years ago. Listen, buddy, let's address the last part first. That's just the way it is. The city is Houston. The street is Houston. Never the twin shall be. And we'll fucking throw you in the Hudson if you say otherwise. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, was the dude? Here's my question though, because it doesn't. It's not really clear from this postscript. Was this dude like downtown when this happened, or was he like in Houston? Yeah, and said it, and some like drunk Texan was like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's a really good question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I concerned for people at the movies was the question. Well, yeah. this is. I have. A, I have a story. Um, I was performing improv last year, I believe, or the year before, uh-huh. uh, in a really small theater. It's not even a theater. It's actually like a, a screen printing place. Like literally 30 people can watch a show at once. That's not a theater at all. It's not a theater at all. <laughs> and, you know, we're doing improv. We were the last show of the night. And the, for some reason in this scene, I get cut. And if you know anything about improv, it doesn't have any props. There's no props. It's not like this fake blood. Right. I, I'm, I'm like, but I'm fake bleeding. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just, and I'm like covering my arm or whatever. And this woman in the front row drops. Oh, just, no. Just drops, passes out. What? In the middle of Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Oh, my God. And, like, everyone's like, we stopped the show. We're like, the fuck? Holy shit. And, like, is she okay? And her friend's like, her friend is like, yeah, yeah, this this happens all the time when she talks about when when she sees blood. I'm like, there's no blood. It's it's amazing. I must have given a great performance, is what I'm guessing. Is yeah, it? I think you might be the best oh, improviser or, of all time. Or were they secretly part of your troupe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, plants? <laughs> I wouldn't tell a plant story, Chris. 
But yeah, man, it's like this woman's passed out. It's this really small. It's not a theater. It's a shoe print. It's a screen printing place. It's closed that they're having a thing. And now the manager comes out. It's like, is everything all right? And it's like, uh, I don't know. And their friend's like, she'll be fine. And everyone's like, do we continue to do the thing? Yeah, do we pick right back where let's, the scene left off? Yeah. Let's continue being funny. No, it was a, it was a thank you and good night. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, you have to. I mean, oh, like, Fuck. It's also improv, so it's not like, you know, no one's losing money on the situation anyway. Oh, certainly not. But man, yeah, that was so un. And she wound up being fine. She got up. Thank God. And she was like, yeah, it was just that scene. And like, you know, people have, it's a thing, like, blood triggers something in people. Yeah. Like, you see it, like, you drop yeah. down. It's like the people who think there's actual gore violence in Texas Chainsaw, but it's yeah. not there, man. <laughs> it's all in your head, and it's the editing and the acting. Yes, exactly. Have That's- I uh, ever told uh, my Conan O'Brien story? Yes. Oh, wait, at New York Film Festival? New York Film Festival. Yes. A guy uh, had an epileptic uh, in the middle of Punch Fit. Drunk Love. Oh, uh, and, and Conan like, kicked him a couple times with, <laughs> with no, his big Conan feet. Conan, his wife, was just in front of me, and he just was kind of like, oh, I guess something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind that's, that's kind of the level of concern I would show, unless I was, like, right there. Like, yeah. if, if it happens right yeah, next yeah. to me, I will act. Yeah. But if it's, like, five rows back, it's like, oh, I guess something's going on. Yeah. Huh? I don't want to be the... See how this shapes out. I don't want to get in the way. Exactly. Unless you're a medical professional, and you or you happen to be the most... Uh, uh, in proximation of the person, yeah, you don't want to be the tenth guy there rubbernecking. No, exactly, no, and or giving bad advice, which I certainly would. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut his throat open with a pen. <laughs> I saw it on ER. <laughs> you got to trach him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the funny thing for me is like the the place where I work, uh, the the constituency, a lot of elderly uh, sure. folks coming sure. into the building. Uh, so in that regard, it's kind of like Del Boca Vista. It's yeah. like the ambulance, call an ambulance. Oh, don't <laughs> worry, I saw one down the street. You know, there's always old people fucking falling and, you know, like, Heart oh, attacks this and, person yeah. hit the stairs doing, th- you know, just, so it's kind of just there all the time. My sure. office isn't at the theater, so I don't see it that much, but at least a couple times a month, it's like, oh, I had to call the ambulance again. <laughs> Another fucker Some, fell on the stairs. Somebody missed a step. Now we got a funeral. We huh? had to put a thing up. So, like, you know, we keep the house lights down during a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you set, like, a cue in the credits to, like, when you want the lights to come up. Sure. Yeah. So we're playing uh, the film Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen it, at the end of the movie, like, the credits are... Uh, it's not just a scroll. Yeah. yeah. There's some thought shot. put into that. Yeah. Sure. So... We keep the house lights down until the actual scroll starts. Uh-huh. We had to put a fucking slide up before the movie what? that was saying, caution, the credit sequence in this movie, there's a little bit of a to-do, Yeah. so we're going to keep the house lights down until a certain point in the credits. Got so it. if you're looking to leave, please use caution, because all these motherfuckers <laughs> are dropping like flies. Just eating shit <laughs> coming out of this. Th- I mean, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I get it. You gotta go to I, the bathroom. I, excuse me! Excuse me, what's happening here? What's happening here? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Brenda, are you still here? It's too dark. I can't see. Where's I, my soup? I'm right here, Harold, with your soup. Uh, yeah, but like other than that, I don't know. I feel like people have. Yeah, man. I, I was screenings <sighs> being ruined though for me. I don't know that that's ever happened. No, I. I mean, I was. I when I saw Blade, the original Blade, the the fire alarm went off, and that was kind of a bit of a thing that happened to me during the signs. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Were you at that screening? Yes, I was. Where right when the alien yeah. runs by the birthday party, yeah. the fucking thing shut down. The floodlights went on, and we were like, "What the fuck?" I- I will tell a story. I'm not sure if it's technically a medical issue. Uh-huh. Uh, but if when it's I, diarrhea, the answer is not a yes. Di- it was not diarrhea. Oh. Right. Um, it was a guy. I went to see Red Planet uh-huh. uh, in theaters back oh, in the day. That was like 2000. Was that just you and Jay Hoberman yeah, again? Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Jay Hoberman would have walked that's out. That's not the De Palma run, right? That's Mission to Mars. That's Mission to Mars. This is the Val Kilmer one. Yes, which I have not seen. Uh, it's not good. It's uh, like him. Is Carrie Ann Moss in that movie? Which, yeah. Which one has Don Cheadle in it? 
That is Mission to Mars. Okay. Yeah, I think that is Mission to Mars. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's yeah, yeah, he's part of the first team. Okay. Uh so Red Planet, uh it is it's like only like seven people in the theater. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but I am in I am right behind a guy. Um and I don't know if you guys I mean, this guy was like fifty three, maybe. Sure. All right. Around there. That's an age. But like he was one of those persons like he very he would throughout the movie very consistently fart. <laughs> And make a very loud noise to accompany the fart. Oh, like, oh, uh, he, oh he's trying like, to cover up not, the fart. Not, not even that. Like a, just like a relief. Like, like it would happen. Like five, oh, like he's like fighting. Five, <laughs> five minutes pass. Right. Uh, it happens. Five minutes pass. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. I think that's shitting your pants, my friend. <laughs> he might have been. It smelled like shit throughout oh the thing. God. But he oh like he Lord. got up, he got up right at the thing and like was fine, didn't like stop or anything. Wow. Yeah. And well, it, did anybody call him out on it? Well, no, but I thought it was a medical problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that that. That's actually kind of true. At a certain point, farting does become a medical problem and you don't want to be a jerk about it. Yeah. But you could be like, dude. It's everywhere. Could you leave? <laughs> I mean, listen, if farting was my medical problem, I wouldn't go to the movies. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'd be doing midnight shows. Exactly. <laughs> That's WHM Mailbag for the month of January, everybody. Remember, get those V-Day related stories into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.